Welcome to Literarily Wasted. Today we are going to be talking about Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice. I'm coming. We Hang are uh, having a little bit hold, of a different setup this week. <laughs> but it's totally worth it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Say hi, Logan. Just, just give it a hi. second. Hi. Okay. All right, here he comes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yay! Welcome to the interview with the vampire live discussion. I'm your host, Cyclops. This yeah. is Christy. I'm Lucas. And we are here. And Talia uh, is here, but she's under the weather. Uh, so I, she is behind the. I'm the sneezing vampire bike. <laughs> so, yeah, Talia's behind the computer today. So you get to look at our beautiful faces and semi faces. <laughs> and Lucas's vampire teeth. So, uh, why don't we dive right in? So, uh, this is, it's been three weeks since we last had a live, discuss live discussion. Uh, this is the final live discussion of the month, even though it's a new book. So, of course, mostly Mystery Box giveaway. I want to plug that. That's a thing. Join the discussion. And, uh, and then you might win. So, that said. Game on. Let's dive in. Let's talk about the book. Let's talk about the book. Okay, so, let's do... Uh, initial, initial thoughts. Also, I can't see anything. <laughs> so, uh, Christy and Lucas are going to look at the comments, and I'll... Um, You're just going to look good. <laughs> see you on YouTube there. Okay. Um, so, initial thoughts. Who wants to go first? Lucas? Christy's on the couch. She, Christy? You can go first. Okay, well, um, this was not my favorite. Uh-oh. Just go ahead and put that out there. I, uh, I mean, okay, the story was interesting. The narrator was not. Um, and that, that really sums up how I, like my overall mm -hmm. feelings about this book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it could have been really good, just if we got in the stats point of view or Claudia's point of view or literally anybody else's point of view, it would have been great. That's a hot take. That's, that's how I feel. That's what I think. Lucas? Um, I think I'm trying really hard to <laughs> not have... <laughs> <laughs> well, now... Tough. Costumes were not Being a vampire is very tough. Um, I'm sucking in right now. So, I liked it overall. Uh, disclaimer, I audiobooked it because I have way too much stuff going on. So did Christy. This month. Um, I, I'm glad I audiobooked it after seeing, you know, we had a lot of posts in the group about complaining about how it was basically like a giant run-on sentence. Yeah, um, just how the book was written. And the just how it was general. written and structured without a lot of breaks. And I kind of struggled with that with the audiobook because I had to keep saving my spot. Um, I liked it overall. I will say, and I know we kind of talked about this and touched on it before we started, but I think the movie's better than the book. Uh-oh. Well, we, haven't, we haven't seen the movie. Yeah, we're going to do that this weekend. Um, so they have not seen the movie. If you've seen the movie... You know, shoot us a comment. Tell us what you think. Is the book better? Is the movie better? But uh, no, I, I liked it overall. There were parts that really dragged for me, but there were characters that I really, really liked and wanted to know more about too. Um, not, not my favorite, but definitely not uh, my least favorite either. What are people saying? Can you, can you see us? Are we on screen? Carrie says, "I agree. The movie we is better." The same Lisa, same. Oh, we're good. Good. Nicole said, I couldn't finish the book. There were no breaks, and every time I started reading, I wanted to fall asleep. So here's what I thought of the book. What do you think, Adam? <laughs> I hated it. 
Hate is a strong word. I really dislike this book. I, I really struggled to finish this book. I finished it last night in a marathon session. Um, you know, it was very angry. But I did it. Made it through the book. I did not like it. Um, of all the vampires you could have chosen to interview, <laughs> you chose that one. To, to be fair, the bully didn't have much of a choice who he got, but Anne Rice did. Well, but he was so boring. He made being a vampire seem terrible and boring. And like, he had an existential crisis about everything. We had talked about maybe doing the live discussion in the style of Louis' narration. Uh, we, we sat in front of the cameras looking into the lens which looked back at, at our faces, which had two eyes and a nose. The light and pierced on me. Them. I felt nothing this, and everything. This demon, this abomination, <laughs> I couldn't go on. There How were, could I? There were certain things I thought, <laughs> and all of them were, why am I here? Okay, that's really enough of that. <laughs> so Lazarus said, Lestat is the better character. The next book is better, but still... Uh, she said she's highly overrated, talking about Anne Rice. Mm. Oh, I, I would agree with that. This book, so, yeah, and, and everybody had complaints about the, the lack of chapters. I also hated that. Um, the fact that there were just giant walls of text was not okay. I bounced back and forth between the audiobook and the regular book, and um, it was not better either way. I don't well, have a recommendation for that. I think the audiobook was actually the way to go. The narration was fantastic. He made, it, he made it a little more bearable, but you did have to listen to it on like 1.25 or 1.5 speed. Oh, yeah. I was, I was on 1.5. Yeah. It was uh, 14 hours if you didn't change it. But I really do think the narrator was great. There were, there were parts of this book that I got into that I was like, yeah, okay. Um, this going somewhere. And then he would manage to ruin it in his way of talking. Well, and I also think Anne Rice is kind of a big tease because she'll like tease like rules and things about the book and the story and then never ever revisit them. Mm -hmm. and, and that was frustrating for me because I was really interested in those things. Adam's <laughs> having a hard time seeing. There you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were, it, it seemed, it seemed very like, like the whole book, and I get it, it was an interview. Uh, uh, but but it, was it? it was very, yeah, well, it was a guy <laughs> talking like it was an interview. Um, but it was very, like, kind of stream of consciousness in terms of, like, plot points. And that's not, like, I don't think that was necessarily, like, a stylistic decision. But, um, it, you know, and we talked a little bit about how the book was conceived, if you want to, like, mention that about, like, how this uh, book began. Yeah, so... Anne Rice had written a 30-page short story, and then she decided to make that into this book. So it started as something very, very short, and I, I can kind of feel that. Yeah, for sure. It's like because on um, Goodreads, what's going on? Nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> on Goodreads, um, like the description was like started out as a short story, and then she just kept writing from there. And I was like, yeah, I get, I can see that for sure. Is like, I don't want to stop writing. What should I do with him now? Oh, I don't know. I'll make him go stumble upon this weird painter guy. Adam's really kind of concerned about the painter, dude. Like, what, what was that? I, I felt like the, uh, 
the story was strong in Louisiana, and it, it kept my attention a lot more. And the second they went to Europe, I was like, oh gosh, why are they, what are they doing? I get that they're trying to find their <clears throat> vampire heritage or whatever, but I feel like it lost a little bit of the, the luster, if yeah. you will. And Paris for me was really weak. I didn't, I didn't like uh, the whole Armand thing. I was really confused as to, okay, why is Louis all of a sudden just dropping everything and being so enamored by Armand? Um, yeah, that. that so felt... I feel like once they got to Europe, it kind of took a downhill slide for me. I was really interested and into it in that earlier part, and I wanted to know, like, okay, how did they? come to be you know all this stuff and kind of the more of the mystery and then it just kind of started to slide from there for yeah me. there were a lot of things that happened they are like okay might might be cool and then like nothing like the zombie vampires and yeah in Europe. i really wanted them to go deeper into that they didn't even tell us how it happened yeah julie had a, a good comment but don't you think she starts with him so uh louis because he's more in touch with his humanity, which makes him a gentler intro into the world of vampires. And I could see that. But maybe it was too gentle. Too gentle? Hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. It depends. Like, she stayed with him. I mean, she never realized he was boring. But, um... So, d does anyone know, and some of our resident, uh, Talia has something. I'm just going to jump in and interject really quick because I don't feel a sneeze coming on right now. Um, I just want to say this is the first time I've ever listened to an audiobook. Just because all of your feedback um, really made it seem like that was the way to go. <laughs> that it was a lot more difficult to actually read this physical book. Um, so I tried to listen to the audiobook. And I will say I had less negative feelings than Adam. I think most people had less negative feelings than Adam. However, um, sorry, I'm really distracted by Cyclops, you can't see. Um, what took me out of it is these really interesting things kept happening. And then in between every single long, like there was this long section between every interesting thing of just long descriptive, like narrative that where nothing at all happened so i'd get really excited and then really bored for a long time and then tried to get excited again but then i was really bored again for a long time and so it just kept taking me out of the story and it wasn't even like boredom yeah he was a boring character but there were times where like there were things happening narratively and then he would just go into his own head for like pages and then you're like then like the next thing happens in the sequence of events, and you're like, wait, <laughs> what, uh, I forgot what was I going on. I struggled with that, too. Like, I had to go back and be like, what, did, wait, who said, and then sometimes it was hard to tell who was talking, um, because of the, the way they spoke to each other was really unusual. I just, I just had problems. No, I, I struggled with that, too, where I'd lose track, and I was listening, too, but it was like, wait. That's where I think it would have probably helped to read along with it because I I had no idea if he was in his own head or if this was something and I had to I caught myself rewinding several times to to try to get my brain on straight and then be like oh that's just him you know soliloquying pontificating to pontificating over and, and over uh, again. Talia mentioned this when we were talking about it earlier um, the way it's written it feels like 
somebody who's trying to write like an essay in high school and they know they have to write like 5,000 words and they don't have enough. So they have to like try to find as many adjectives as they can to squeeze in there uh, to make, to, to like hit the word length, which is something that I did. Uh, but like, like the, all the adjectives, like everything had to have at least two adjectives, you know, and like she was like, just like, I gotta, I gotta make this book so many pages, so I'm gonna like really fill it up with. Yeah, so Dan, Dan said, uh, this is one of the few books I've read where I felt the ending compensated for the mediocrity of the rest of the book. I do love the ending. Okay, the ending was interesting because I felt the same way that, that the boy did. Like when all is said and done and he's like, that's it? <laughs> he's like, I sat through 14 hours of you just talking to, to, come, to, the point, to come to the point that like nothing matters. And then we're done. And he's like, make me a vampire, I'll do it. And then he was like, eh, I'm going to try but not do it. And then, and then he's like, fine. The end of the book is like him f saying, fine, I'll go talk to Lestat. And I'm like, you should have yeah. done that. Well, he just made an interesting point. Like, he goes through all of that, and his main takeaway is that nothing matters. But before Larry became a vampire, nothing mattered. That's he true. was on the verge of being suicidal. He just wouldn't take his own life. He was putting himself in situations to hopefully end it. Yeah, that was the most reckless he ever was in this whole book. And then I turned into a vampire, and he's like, I must be careful. I don't know. But, I mean, I think that, like, that personality that he had before being a vampire maybe bled in a little bit. Like, nothing does matter. Yeah, nothing matters, everybody. Jeff, Jeff has a good comment. He says, how do you introduce a different kind of vampire, the mindless one, so the one that they... Yeah. Saw in, in uh, I guess in Europe, the Western European Europe, ones. Uh, and then don't, and then complete or Eastern, uh, and then completely don't do anything with them. That that is the story I'd be interested. in. Or at in. least explain it. Like give us a reason why it happened. Like Claudia, like guesses. She has theories about it, but we don't actually hear why. And like one of the things Louis was so interested in Armand was was is that he was going to be like a almost not a father figure, but someone who could guide him and teach him. And Armand, I didn't see that happen very much at all. And Armand even had like powers that the others didn't. And I don't know why he didn't share that, especially with such a willing pupil. Yeah. Well, the whole, like Lucas said, the whole Armand thing was weird anyway. But yeah, I agree about the mindless vampires because that was fascinating. Well, and some of the lore that came with that part, I was really interested in, but they never touched back on it. Like, um, when, what's his name? Sorry. The British guy? Yeah. Uh, it's like Chesterfield. Morgan and Emily. <laughs> when they first get to that town, he goes to the graveyard and they let loose a white horse and it like wanders around the graveyard or the cemetery and then it stops over a grave with a vampire in it or maybe an empty grave, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But like, that was really interesting. Yeah. I wanted yeah. more of that. And like, that's the only time where we got garlic and the only time where we got the aversion to crosses, which obviously those are just the, the European zombie vampires. But still, I, I really appreciated that stuff. I just wish there was more. Yeah, and then Lisa said, I feel like some, so much changes when they go to Paris and meet Armand. Armand's power is so trippy and changes the way Louis narrates, not mm. necessarily for the better, because we don't know if if he's talking about, if what he's talking about is real or in his head. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, everything was in his head. He was a basket <laughs> case. So what, what did well, you like besides 
Adam, what did you like? Was there anything you liked? Uh, there were parts. So, I liked when they addressed vampire stereotypes. And he's like, oh, you think I don't have a reflection? That's funny. Yeah, I like that too. Um, you know, parts where it seemed like there was more personality in Louie than just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, those were those were good. Um, you know, I was I was I, I was more into the New Orleans part, the whole Louis Lestat Claudia triangle thing that was going on. Mm -hmm. um, that seemed cohesive, and then I and then and then it seemed like Lestat died almost halfway through the book, and then they started going on these weird adventures, and I, that's where it kind of like seemed. Yeah, really I think scary. I, I think it's a testament to how interesting. Lestat is because mm -hmm. I, I guess that, that's a great way to put it. Is like as soon as he kind of fell off, it was like, eh. I really liked Claudia's character. I mean, it, it's kind of like a tragic pity that you have on this girl that didn't have any choice in anything really, and now she's. I mean, it's so weird that she's basically like become this fully you know, mentally a, a woman, but she's trapped in the spot. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's, let's, it's very tragic, but I really liked her character. Definitely some weird, like, familial love kind yeah, of thing gotta, going on. Yeah, we're going to talk about vampire love in a, in a second. Yeah. Well, Anne Rice's use of the word lover. Yep. Lava. Lava. Um, I mean, other things that I liked, um, I mean, the reason I think I liked the whole stuff with Lestat is because, like, Lestat, Lestat was like a window in a vampire world that Louis was getting in sort of education and I wanted to know more about like you know his story versus mm -hmm. Louis story and like I thought that that was going to develop more than it was and we were going to get answers and revelations and things like that uh, about being a vampire and about like you know all that and then and then it just went in a completely different direction and he meanders around for a long time trying to find other vampires and then the vampires that he does find is Armand who was not interesting to me at all. And, um, well, the there's Santiago, who you can do anything as long as you don't call him a buffoon. Don't call him a buffoon, yeah. Um, but, uh, and then once, once it started, like, you know, once Lestat went away and they started going around, the thing I, one of the things I didn't like about Louis was that he was incredibly passive throughout the entire book. Like, you know, the first half when Lestat is there, Lestat is, is in control. Lestat is saying, like, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do this. And then they get Claudia in the picture, and then all of a sudden, like, Claudia is the one, like, calling the shots. She's the one that has to be like, patience, Louis. <laughs> and, and, and Louis just like, okay, you just drag me around. Just do whatever you want with me. Well, that was kind of his thing, was to make no decisions and don't start anything and just go along with whoever he's with. Yeah, but you're the main character of a story. Don't just sit there. But that was his personality. He's a terrible person. So does anybody know, does Louis come back in any of the other Chronicle books? Question to the group? Comment? Uh, I don't know. We'll need uh, people to comment in. Yeah. No one here knows. Nobody here knows. Um, Scott, you don't know? I've only, I've only read... <gasps> I've only read Scott interview. doesn't know. This is my first time reading Interview with a Vampire. I wow. Know. I've only made it through the first three. Revelation. Yeah. So, so the, you know, the, and here's another thing I didn't like about the book. Um, I get that the title is Interview with the Vampire, but Why? Why did it have to be an interview with the vampire? Why couldn't it just be a story about a vampire? Yeah, 
It would have been much better if it was if we weren't in Louis's head. Because the whole time it's just Louis talking to Christian Slater. Uh, we've got people like, saying he does, Frankie and Katie yeah. uh, say he does make a reappearance. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> well, but as long as it's not from his perspective, I'm fine with it. Yeah. And like, if the story was just told, not not Louis recapping the story or like retelling the story, it was, we were just like watching the story, that could have been more interesting. If we had if we had a narrator that wasn't, wasn't first person, Narration that was just like this is the story. It's kind of like it's kind of like Cyclops. It's kind of like he's yes, you know, this <laughs> passive kind of block character oh, that, oh, you're, no. <laughs> that you're. Cyclops like, is a leader. <laughs> he's a leader of the uh -huh. X Men. Okay. Besides Professor X, Cyclops is the leader in the field. Him and Storm. Then hey, I'm over here. I know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you. I don't have to take this. Where is everybody? I can't get up and walk because I'll trip over something. Mm. Matt says, I actually agree with Adam. The framework of the journalist really doesn't work for me. doesn't add anything to the story. Well, yeah, because the, the journalist, every time he asks a question, Louis like, I don't want to talk about that yet. I'll get to it later. I really want to do this in my own order. And he, like, trained him. So by the end of the interview, he's like, I'll just wait. And the journalist disappears throughout, like... Pretty much the second half of the book, he's gone. Like they don't have any interaction between oh, like Louis that. and the boy. It's just Louis telling his story, and I, like I'm surprised the boy stayed awake. Hmm. Well, maybe that's why he didn't say anything. There were so many because he was asleep. There were so many times I fell asleep reading this book. Like yeah, <laughs> so many times. Like Christy would come into the room, and I'd just be like, with my book open. This is very Slumped flattering. Over. I can't see. What are people saying on YouTube? Uh, okay, talking points. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of the book. We've got relationships going on. We've got Louis and Claudia, Louis and Lestat, Louis and Armand, Louis and, or Claudia and Madeline. Oh, uh, Louis and Babette. Louis and Babette, if that is her real and name. Well, yeah, let's call her, we'll call her Lestat. Or Babette he, is how he praised it. But then also her brother and Lestat's, like, obsession with him. Yeah, yeah, that... People, people fall hard and fast in this book. They do. Like it's vampire love is a, is a is a is a love unlike any other, and you, it's it's very progressive. It, there's no gender or age yeah. uh, bias there, because um, Louis and Claudia's relationship was a little like what a little what a little, a little strange. It was, That's a lot it was strange. straight up strange. Yeah, he called her his lover. Well, well, I don't know what that means in vampire lingo. I don't. It, I I don't ever think it was. Let's ask sexual. Count Chocula. It just sounded. I think it. it's yeah. It's like a bloodlust. Like I don't know. Like I feel like they share. They share sensuality through the blood. But there's also there's also <laughs> some like there's also some like sexy stuff going on. Was it sexy? Well, but like <laughs> I don't no know. Sex. Like there's 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 none of that. But like. Like let's like the way Armand. Describe they're very sensual. Armand and Armand's boy, when Armand's boy approaches Louis and Louis sucks his blood, there's some like yeah. arousal going on. So like there's some there's and like yeah, but they don't actually ever have sex. He specifically talks about I know they how don't. like the I would remember that. that they experience is all through the bloodlust and the hunting itself. But the boy that was the very aroused. That they need. Remember well, that? Yeah, well, then they he's killed not a him. He still has blood pumping all through him. Sorry. 
Yeah, but he was like <laughs> 10. Or I guess, I don't know. But but like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of like, you know, it's it's non-sexual love, that's that, but it's very powerful. And like, you know, Armand and Louis, it was love at first sight. And for some reason. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I still, that. that to me that was like, because they had built up the, the, his relationship with Claudia so much. And like, in a weird way, I could understand that more because it was like he reared her to a degree and like, you know, they slept in the same coffin and, you know, they had this bond for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden it was like, snap. I'm no, I, I, I want to go be with him. And it's like, yeah. it's like oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Cool. Like, you haven't been Just around like, for, make like, me a vampire years. mom and that can make me dolls and we're good. Yeah, the introduction of Madeline so late in the story. I mean, I know we got a, a taste of her earlier. <laughs> um, uh, I know we got a taste of her earlier when, because Chrissy reminded me when they bought the doll. She got the doll. She got the doll, yeah. and I guess that's where she met Madeline. Um, Madeline had some issues, um, but uh, but like introducing her so late and like Claudia being like, "Make me a mom." So, like, how did that conversation come up? It's like, oh, little girl, you come and I make you these women dolls. And, oh, and, oh, you're a vampire. Cool. Let's go back to your decadent hotel and well, like, maybe said, I could be your he's vampire He's exactly mom. like you described him. Like, they, had a, they did talk about it. They but talked about mom, it. But our mom, like, straight up said, like, if, if Louie hadn't made her a vampire, he would have done it because she was perfect for that. She was kind of crazy. I think they said it. She's, like, a, She's little, a little bit insane. And that's what you need. She lost her daughter, so I think the idea of having, like, replacing her daughter with a girl who will never die, was not supposed to die, it was, like, really, really appealing. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't end well. It did not. Um, Nydia says that every book of the Chronicles is full of weird relationships. I'm not surprised. It's a vampire thing. Yeah. I guess. I mean, look at Twilight. I also wonder, Claudia studied vampires she studied the history she studied the folklore the novels yeah she was getting into the the occult yeah she like also that. like thought through everything she was coming up with theories about like why the zombie vampires were like they were and and coming up with theories about everything so like armand had that special power where he can influence people because he influenced louis to like um, turn madeline into a vampire i wonder if claudia picked up on some of it it's possible. Claudia was much more astute than, Way than more astute, Louis yeah. was. Louis was not astute at all, even though he had heightened senses. They uh, Well, they all had heightened senses. Yeah. So if everybody has heightened senses, nobody does. She also was made into a vampire when she was so young and wasn't, I don't know, I think it was an easier transition for her. And she so didn't I think accepting like new stuff and new abilities was probably way easier for her. She didn't have a lot of time to be a human first. No, not at all. It's like they almost forget, like the way it's written, they almost forget their humanity like mm -hmm. instantaneously. Except for Louis for some reason. Yeah. He held on to it so hard. Julie had another good comment, um, but I think this, because Louis knew he could never have a complete relationship with Claudia, and she became aware of that too as she grows wiser despite uh, starting Stating a child in form, um, and I think uh, that—that's the weird part to me because there is no like physical um, aspect of it. But then they like hint at that too—that like you know she wants to be, you know, a, a real woman. Well, she and, like straight and, up says yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, she was very mad at him. Yeah. 
Well, it's also 60 years before she asked. Because it, like, mentions the timeline. She was a vampire for, like, 60 years before she finally asked, how did I become a vampire? And I think that's really interesting. That's a long time. It really is. And I read in the description that, like, Louis' story takes place over, like, 200 years. And I thought that was really interesting. Because it wasn't clear to me when time was jumping. Yeah. And that's one thing I do wish. I mean, as much as we had time hop books, <laughs> every single book. But I, I do wish that she would have at least given a little bit of context of the year, at least. Mm -hmm. Because I think that would have been a cool, at least, journey to see, like, oh, my gosh, they lived this lifestyle doing this in this hotel yeah. for 20 years. You're yeah. like, whoa. Oh, one of the things that really bothered me about the book is you have three vampires living in New Orleans. It states in the book that Lestat will kill two to three people a, a day. Yeah. And then that means that Claudia is killing at least one, and then Louis, depending on what stage he's in, is either killing a ton of animals or, like, that many humans. How did they get away with that for decades? Yeah, I don't know. Plague. I mean, it does actually say that there's, like, plague and sickness and crime in New Orleans. And so when they went to Europe, they had to be way more strategic. But I still think, like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought about that, too. It was like, oh, are we going to get this cool storyline where, like, the townspeople start to catch on and, like, all of a sudden they're, they're like, hunted. And, like, well, I thought that would have been fun. We almost and got that a couple of times with the slaves and the servants. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that noticed weird things and they also had like a cultural background yeah. to be able to like yeah, see I, it as something more yeah. yeah I appreciated that I appreciated that aspect I of, did too of, of that. and I wanted I thought there would, there would be more and then it just turned into like vampires hating on vampires because you broke the one rule you tried to kill a vampire that you didn't know about yeah you didn't know about that sorry and Lestat didn't tell them anything it cracked cracked me up kind of but the, when he first made Louis into a vampire he takes him out for his first feed. He doesn't tell him any of the rules. And then he got really pissed at him for, like, trying to continue to drink after the heart stopped beating. But yeah. he never mentioned it. How's he supposed to know anything? He's a bad teacher. And I feel like that probably, like, happened in their relationship constantly. Yeah, it, it definitely did. So, this is, this is kind of an aside. But, like, for those of you that read the physical book, which was... Nobody on camera. Um, you read it. I did. You read most of it. But for those of you watching at home or wherever you are um, that read the physical book, could you figure out, like, because there were sometimes breaks, but not all breaks were the same. Sometimes there were just little spaces in between words, and sometimes there was a, a space, and the first letter of the word was big and capital and bold. But I, I really couldn't, like, figure out, like, one was maybe, maybe like a small like breath, and the other one's like a bigger like chapter break. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It's good stopping points though. Anyway, <laughs> time in on that. This book, not my favorite. Um, I thought at the very beginning, Louis's brother, like his obsession mm. and his faith and his visions and mm -hmm. his death were all really interesting yeah, to I was, me. Yeah, I wanted to know more, and then it was just like, and then he fell down the stairs. Which and was <laughs> really was it. weird. It was described. He, like, he like went to the top us. of the stairs, he looked up, and then he just fell. And, like, I, I couldn't have been a suicide. They were Catholic, and he was super, like, 
religious, but I don't know. I don't know what that was. Yeah, they, there were a lot of seeds planted that never grew. Yeah. And um, the fact that Louie and everyone else blamed Louie for it for some reason because they got into a fight beforehand. Yeah. I kind of wanted to know, like, okay, mm. so so his plantation basically, like, burns down. And maybe I missed this, so y'all let me know. But, like, what happened? So, obviously, he's, they're wealthy, and, like, they're probably accruing interest in stealing stuff from people as they kill them. They've also been, well, Lestat is definitely stealing, like, emptying people's yeah, pockets. Yeah, yeah. But I think Louis is taking all the money and, like, investing it in properties around New Orleans, I think. But, like, I wanted to know more of, like, what happened to his land, I guess. I don't know. I, I was, he he burned was buried it down. there. He, like, they, like, faked his death at, at the plantation, yeah. and he has a grave there. Yeah. So he, I think, he went back to it, I think, didn't he? Didn't he bury um, Armand's leftover coffin in, like, his... Yeah, something like, plot, something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. So I think if they, he just pretended to be dead, and he like moved on with all the money he has like planted. Can we talk about how fickle Louis is? Like when he first meets Lestat, he like falls in love with Lestat, and then Lestat like changes him to a vampire, and he's like enthralled with him, and all of a sudden he's like, meh, I'm over him. Same thing happened with Armand. He like fell head over heels with Armand. They start like traveling around. They go to Egypt. They go to all these places, and then he's like, meh. Done well, with you. He was also starting to separate himself from Claudia before she died. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that might just be a character trait. Yeah, well, yeah. And then he's like, nothing, nothing matters. I mean, I feel like that's just who he is. So Bobette was really interesting to me. She, uh... I don't know, the way he appeared to her as if he was, like, an angel or something yeah. supernatural, and, like would give her advice and kind of guide her was really interesting and he tried to protect her and then like at the end of her little thing Lestat drinks from her but Louis saves her and then they both leave but they have this like really cryptic thing and he's like oh I thought I saved her but really I only saved her physical form and I would find out about that later and then we never, yeah, we never found heard out it. Well, about didn't, it didn't we hear like one thing about how she basically like went crazy ish yeah. and like and died, but... She, yeah, so, so it's like, it's okay, way to wrap it. up that one, Anne. I, <laughs> I mean, for that kind of foreshadowing, I was expecting something much more. Like, I was expecting, like, a different breed of vampire, like the zombie vampires or something. I was expecting her to turn up as a vampire later. Be like, Babette. And the stat, man, that guy can survive anything. All the vampires can. They're supposed to be except really for, hard to kill. Except for Claudia and Madeline. Well, they were locked in a courtyard while the sun came up. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. bad. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Louie would listen to a lot of My Chemical Romance, says Lisa. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a... Uh, he's kind of an emo. Emo vampire. Emo vamp. I found it kind of interesting that Lestat only made couple of vampires that we found out about and he did them so rarely yeah he like, had his little guy too yeah the musician he, the musician mm -hmm. and it implied at the very end that there was definitely more that each time he makes one they leave him eventually when he was really old but like 
it seemed pretty easy to do, and Lestat doesn't seem like the type who cares about anything, so I don't know why he didn't make more vampires. Like, when he was looking for a companion and Louis wasn't the right one, I felt like he could just make more, and I don't know why he didn't. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why he didn't either. I mean, no. I get why he made Louis. He was using him for his money. And I guess I get why he made Claudia. He's like trying to torture Louis and keep him with him. Yeah, he's trying to keep Louis there. I, it was also a big sign of, it, the, Claudia was when he finally broke and it feasted on a human again for the first time since his first time. And so I think like making her into a vampire was a way for Louis, or to, for Lestat to torture Louis a little bit. Yeah, which he liked to do. Oh. But Louis was so easy to torture, I could have tortured Louis. <laughs> but Claudia's thing about like, torturing, not torturing, but uh, toying with humans before she fed on them, I found really interesting. Oh, like, yeah. I want that story. She learned that from Lestat. No, I, I, yeah, no, she definitely did. But I think like from her, from like a five or six-year-old girl's oh. body, like... That's evil. Basically luring people in and like getting her, getting them to buy her stuff <laughs> and then being like, oh, and by the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I kind of love that. Yeah. A lot of things that we could have gotten if it weren't, weren't in Louie's head. Like I, I felt like I, I wanted, I, I like so much about what she built, but I wanted, and yes, I'm going to say this, like there's aspects of, if you've read the Twilight books that, the vampire world that they build in that and like the all the different kind of classes and and uh, everything that's that's in that I, I wanted more of that in this book I actually read a comment from the group that um, that the Twilight books like borrowed a lot from this book and the series which I haven't read them so I, I can't comment on they're, they're, I've read them all they're this, I will say, that not to get into that, but the, the, to me, the second book is the hardest because it's super teen angst. But anyway. Did you find that, like, did you see similarities? Do you think there were yeah, some I th I think, themes? Yeah, I think overall, she paints a pretty traditional vampire portrait, and, and I think uh, Twilight adopts some of that, but then takes it to some different places. Yeah. And obviously, like, there's werewolves and stuff like yeah. that in that one. Interview with the Vampire, though, you say, you say, Twilight has a lot of teen angst and you should skip it. Interview with the Vampire with a lot of, like, straight angst. Yeah, not teen. From, like, old people <laughs> angst. So, Mascalisi said that one of the most interesting parts to him was that their Achilles heel is just living past their prime. And I think that was interesting, although we didn't see it too much, where they would just go off to die, like, in the yeah, sun. Yeah, Jeff, I know Jeff had commented, and I think Jennifer commented on that, too, where it's just like, they just eventually get bored. It's like, oh my god, what the heck are we gonna do today? Oh, let's so go Louis feast on a human. Any day now, because he seems <sighs> really bored. Man, he's just, he's just. Can you started? You comfortable there, no, Adam? No, the face hole in this costume <laughs> is so small. Adam, when Adam takes his mask off, he looks like a Sharpay puppy. <laughs> it's better. It's better that I don't. <laughs> Cyclops, you go through a lot to do what you do. I respect it. I was expecting Adam to show up in his his Schwartz Ghostbuster costume, but he pulled it out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And if you could see my eyes, you know, I was agreeing with that. 
You got some more talking points? Yeah. Talia, yeah, how you doing back there? Can people hear me sniffling? She's good. Yes. Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I turned my mic off just in case. What you got? So Renee asked, or Renee said that she felt like Claudia was the best and most powerful vampire out of the three. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, if yeah. she was created in an older age, she would have been unstoppable. And or maybe mm. she would have been stoppable because she would have had time to, like, digest the perils of being mortal like <laughs> Louis did. I think part of her, like, we talked about this earlier, I think part of her, like, unstoppableness comes from the fact that she really only knew how to be a vampire. She didn't know anything else. She only felt the vampire urges. Um, yeah, if, if you've read Twilight, uh, Rachel says, Claudia reminded me of Renesmee in the Twilight books. Mm. Renesmee. I'm not going to give any spoilers as to Got who it. that is, but... Oh. Don't, don't know who that is. So, if Claudia hadn't been killed, how do you think her life would have turned out? She would have been a whore. <laughs> <laughs> not a vampire, like if she just hadn't been killed with Madeline. Oh. Like what? <laughs> I'm just saying, like... <laughs> There's nothing left. Come on. Well, she was an orphan. So <laughs> she would have. <laughs> I mean, exactly look, like you're in New Orleans. You're in the French Quarter. Let me see the fan fiction you wrote. Let me see. Let me see it. Stop talking. I'm not the camera on you. No, banned me from the camera. I think I think Claudia would not have survived if she had not been turned into a vampire. Yeah, but if she had, but just hadn't died in Paris. Oh. Oh. That is what, thank you. Um, how would her life have turned out? I don't know. I, she and Madeline would have had... Carrie says she would have died of smallpox. Definitely, <laughs> if she hadn't been turned into a... She would have had an adventure with Madeline, doll making and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think she would have... Uh, she would have been like a rogue superhero vampire. And I like Armand's crew would have been the bad guys. And she would be like fighting the bad guys. Yeah. Well, something interesting about Claudia is Anne Rice actually was inspired by her own daughter. That's who, creepy. Who died when she was like five or six of leukemia. Mm. And so she wrote the short story shortly after her daughter died. And Claudia, her daughter's name was Claudia? No. Mm. Like, that, that's, oh. a, that's a horrible thing to have to go through, but I don't know, like, a remembrance... To that degree is kind of weird, like. But she'll live on in some form. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she, she died. But also, in the coffin. maybe she, maybe Anne Rice is kind of like Madeline, where like she just wants she her cray. daughter to come back, and she wants her daughter to never die, and, and Claudia represents that. So Julie said, going back to earlier, she would have become a leader among the vampires, and yeah, I kind of feel like she would have. She was so strong like she like just had the plan and she was able to talk Louie into stuff and I think she was even able to guide Lestat to a certain extent. She was pretty manipulative as well. Yeah and like Armand wouldn't use his his powers over them but I don't think Claudia would have had that problem. Yeah yeah the, the bad guy vampire Santiago is it Estelle? And, um, and a Celeste. Celeste, I know. The only named ones, really, in that in that group. Um, I mean, it sucks to be that human in the theater, right? To, like, wake up and be like, all of a sudden these vampires are in you. a sacrificial like, human. Yeah. Well, and how often do they do that play? Is it the same play every time? I don't know. They can't have too many plot points, but that's the only thing they get really excited about, right? Yeah, so it's just, I, like, a different person, and that's, that's kind of like I improv, like right? Yeah. You've got... 
Yeah. So here's a question. Okay. Are um are vampires inherently evil? Oh, let's talk about <laughs> what is evil. You want to know what is evil? Do you think you are evil? Uh, inherently evil. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you know, it was disgusting. It only takes, I feel like we should have It an only idea. takes one sin to make you evil, and that is that of taking a life, a mortal life. Well, and Louis at one so, point said that like all sins have the same weight, right? He like if you do anything bad, like there's not levels of evil. Louis had a very black and white view of good and evil, yeah. and he was like, "We're evil. We're, we're children of the devil." And then Armand's like, "But uh, did doesn't God make the devil? And then <laughs> aren't we not children of God if God made the devil and we're the children?" And there was a, a long yeah. talk, and, and, and then they and they're like, "Nothing matters." In this universe. Uh, I mean, we don't know how long it went back, right? But theoretically, it could have gone back to the dawn of time. So maybe good and evil, if they are evil, um, but, I mean, maybe that's just nature in this world, right? It's, it's, there's these groups of creatures and these groups of creatures, and I don't know. Yeah, so Dan says they're supposed to be inherently evil, but Louis is determined to get us to believe he's the exception. Until I'm not he, sure he thought he was the exception. He, thought he, he was wanted evil. to be, but I don't think he thought he was. Yeah. That was part of his whole crisis is that he's like, I'm evil. I don't want to be evil. You made me evil. Yeah. Now I'm evil because I have to kill people to live. Evil. What is evil? Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they had touched on, like, how vampires happened in the first place. Because we there's no like mythology or lore about that in this book. That yeah, we, so that you we know that it was to. 400 years that Armand's been around. Is, did they say that? Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, okay. there's a so he was he was the what he knew as the oldest vampire, um, but 400 years. Okay. Yeah. Well, and did, was he, did he think he was the oldest vampire of, like, his Paris crew or just in general? Of in, I in think in world, general, think. in the world, oh, okay. he was the oldest vampire. The oldest living vampire. And I hmm. guess his love, you know, that he was enamored with made him, but I guess, I can't, I don't remember, do we know what happened to that the guy that created Armand? That might have been one did of the ones bored? that just got bored and He's like, Meh. left, yeah. So Cindy asks, why would Armand think killing is fine, but making a child vampire is evil? Because hmm. it is. <laughs> it's just cruel. Yeah. And death is also natural. Like, maybe not killing, but if they're human, it's only a matter of time. So maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, uh, I was under the impression that Armand didn't think anything was evil. Armand well, was just like, it is what it is. He also didn't seem to care about the the big rule where you can't kill another vampire because he knew that Louis and Carol, or, oh gosh, Claudia, Claudia thank you, did. And I don't think he, it mattered to him. Well, he was in love with Louis. Love makes you do crazy things. I guess. <laughs> like wear Cyclops costumes. Sorry, YouTubers, we're... We're, uh, I'm catching up. We're, thank y'all for being here. Adam, Adam cannot see anything. I can't see anything. Oh, our, uh, Gene says Armand's creation, creation is in the second book. 
What do you mean about that? What? Say that one more time. Me? Yeah. Gene yes, uh, says, Armand's creation is in the second book. I may have skipped. Armand's creation? Yeah. They did not touch on Armand's creation in this book. Maybe, yeah, maybe he meant creator. Oh, creator. Creator. Did you mean creator, Gene? Mm. Mm. So mm. if you want to keep reading. Well, and I like that the other books are from like Lestat and Armand's perspective. I, I would be interested in that because I think Lestat was a really interesting character. I Do they have them from the perspective of Claudia or did we just get that through Louis? Does anybody know? I don't know. Uh, so Jean, so on, on uh, YouTube, uh, Jean says you actually get the backstory in the second book of the series. So he says, read the second book. So so thank like, you, Jean. It's like The Godfather 2. Yeah, it's like Godfather 2. Mm. You gotta go forward to go backward. Gotta get up to get down. Um, so I have a question, because I honestly don't know the answer. Why did Louis bite the boy in the end? He didn't kill him. He didn't turn him into a vampire. He really did nothing to him. I think he was going to turn him into a vampire. I think that was the first step, because that's how it was done to him. Because Lestat drank from him and then left him for like 24 hours and then came back and finished it. But you'd think he would know that. He sat there and listened to Louis talk for like a day. Well, and are we sure that he wasn't made into a vampire when, before he woke up? Because I, I thought he was because he was going to go see Lestat. Was he? Was he a vampire? Help me. I, I don't think because he didn't drink of his blood. Yeah, he didn't drink out of anybody's wrist. He's like, am I going to live? He's like, and Louis like, I don't know you, man. He's like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you reading? Um, I don't think he was. <laughs> he just lost consciousness. Yeah. yeah. So why, why did he do that? And the boy saw the sun. But, I mean, Louis had a whole day. Like, his last day, he was able to see the sun. And, like, he saw his last sunset, which he didn't care about. So if you, if you haven't reason. seen the movie, the movie ends differently. Well. Just word. Just I'm going to say. No spoilers. No spoilers. And uh, so, and I will say, watching the movie, I think, um, I think, and I know Anne Rice really, like, liked the movie and how it turned out. Tally, Tally was reading me something of how she was really skeptical and, and kind of boycotted it, but then I think wrote an apology letter to Tom Cruise, right, Talia? Yeah, she didn't agree with Tom Cruise being cast because, like, the first, her first three choices, like, all turned it down, but then after... After she was given a copy of the movie and she watched it, she sent him an apology and then took out like personal ads promoting the movie like herself because um, they did such a good job. Gene says the movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better than the book. <laughs> It's um, got Christian Slater. Come on. Come on, Christian Slater. He was in Star Trek VI. Oh, someone, <laughs> Missy on YouTube said that Armand's creator is still around and we meet him in one of the other books. Mm. Oh. And I think that could be really cool. Mm. I know See, my, all these cool things. Yeah, my mom's read the entire series, I think, and she said the only one that was a real dud was something about Memnock. Something about interview with Memnock. the vampire. Memnock the devil. Yeah. She said that one was... Well, I don't know, this one was I don't know if I'll get that far, Mother, but thank you. <laughs> Watching Adam trying to read in the Cyclops suit might be my favorite part of the night so far. Yes, Rachel. I can do this all day. 
It's as cool as Cyclops will ever look. Vicky says, if Adam stares too hard at the book, it might get blown up. <laughs> Which, could, it could be worse. Oh, I just turned to the lover page. That's like Yeah, read it. Why don't you read us an excerpt? No. <laughs> we reeled about the room as if to the wildest waltz, father and daughter, lover and lover. <laughs> That's not okay. Even for vampires. You're gonna turn my camera off. In a healthy kitchen on YouTube says that she agrees with my mother about the books. Thank you. I will tell her that. So, um is anybody gonna read more Anne Rice? I am not. Yeah, chime in, write a comment. Are you gonna read on in this one? Because me personally I've got other, like, I really want to get back to Shift in the Wool series. Mm -hmm. That's, I think it's, I've made it clear that Wool has been my favorite book that we've read. But guys, we read, how many, was this six books now? I don't know. Yes. We've read six, See, I've here's read a, six here's one of the parts. Yeah, six books. See, this is the part where it starts with a big letter. The vampire side. And then other times. Talia just sighed. It starts, it's just like, there's a little break. Consistency is a problem. Yeah, formatting, this this is a lesson for anyone. Uh, formatting is a big... Yeah, a ton uh, of people had a problem with it. Like, it really Help affected. your reader. Help your reader. Help the slow readers. Mm -hmm. Make chapters. Yeah. Give people a place to stop. Yeah, because, you know, I so I went back and forth between the book and the audiobook. And in the book, like, we're just reading, um, you know, I would be bored. And I would, like, try to... The first time I realized there were no chapters, I was like, uh, oh, I'll just read to the whatever the next break is. And I started flipping pages, and I was like, oh, 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 no. What am I going to do? And it was just, like, solid walls of text. And that really, like, I had so much anxiety at that point. It was a problem. Yeah, I just knew I wouldn't be able to do it, so. And then I listened to the audiobook, and then I was like, once I knew, I was like, well, I'm just going to have to, I'm just going to have to, like, stop. I'm going to, yeah. like, wait for him to pause between sentences. And then, like, stop. And then the... But the table of contents had, like... Oh, the table of contents, if, if you have the audible, the first section is six hours and 50 minutes or something, and then you get, like, a section that's, like, seven minutes. I'm like, couldn't we divide that up a little bit more evenly? Um, hey, so there's hope for the other books. Leanne says Lestat is a much better narrator than Louie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, they made a movie about the vampire Lestat, too, right? That was a movie? Mm -mm. No? They made Queen of the Damned. Queen of the Damned. Oh, uh, with, mm. with Rihanna or someone. What? I don't know. Get out. She's a pop star, that right? Battleship. Yeah. Battleship? <laughs> Battleship had Rihanna in it. Oh, they made a Battleship movie. That's right. Yeah, it was, was a horrible I, idea. I watched part of it somewhere. They go... You sunk my battleship. There's a line in there. Liam Neeson. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Yep. So, Battleship, better than Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> oh, uh, to remind you, if you haven't made a comment yet, do so. Because uh, yeah. that will enter you to win our Mostly Mystery Box giveaway. And you do not want to miss out on this one. Look at me. Look me in the eye. 
<laughs> don't miss out. Leave a comment. Aaliyah. Just has to be one. If you leave multiple comments, it doesn't give you an advantage, but we love having you in the discussion. But leave a comment. Say hey. YouTube, YouTube, y'all count. We yeah, do. Yeah, YouTube counts we, too. We always check on y'all. Always. And we've had winners from YouTube in yeah. the past. Okay. So, uh, Dahlia, do you have anything else? Final thoughts on Interview with the Vampire? No. I hated it. How, how would you, okay, if you, if you put it in your book stack of literarily wasted books, it's where not, does it fall? Is it the bottom? Is the bottom the worst? Yes. Yes. Wow. Strong. Um, well, but we've read some really good books. Yeah. We have read good books. I think this is my least favorite of the choices that we've had See? for literarily wasted. <laughs> I, I think uh, Night Circus still happily sits on the bottom for me. Mm. That was a rough one mm. for me, personally. Um, but look, I mean, two books in one month, that's pretty awesome. I, um, I, I really, I did like, uh, you know, if y'all missed out, you can go watch the video on demand for our complete video of We've Always Lived in the Castle. Anyone who hasn't commented say, Cyclops is lame. <laughs> that does count, Vicky. Please. Good thing I can't read your comments. That is the comment. Um, oh. Well, you're wrong. See your name on the mystery box giveaway. Uh, so, uh, uh, but remember, November, it's coming up. Stephen King's Eyes of the Dragon. The Eyes of the Dragon? The Eyes of the Dragon. Um, not, it's not a horror book. It's a, it's fantasy. It's more straight fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, I read it a long time ago. I really liked it. I don't remember anything about it, so I'm looking forward to reading it again. Um, but uh, if you go to Second and Charles, you can get it for 20% off. Um, look, really looking forward to reading Eyes of the Dragon. We've got the dates for the live discussions posted on, on the group. You can see it in our cover photos. And if you don't know, just you can just ask. Send us a message or something. Uh, it's not on the cover photo yet. It's not I, I can see Talia shaking It'll her head. It'll be there head. Friday. It's It'll blurry. Uh, it's in the video that we posted. You can see it there. Uh, but just ask us. We'll tell you. Um, and uh, don't forget, you can find us on Facebook on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, too. Um, and uh, you check out our, our Facebook group, The Literarily Wasted Lounge, where conversation happens all day, every day. Um, thank, thank you all for being a big part of that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a, fun, it's a fun group. I tell, all, I tell people all the time um, that... Uh, what are it's, they doing? It's one of the more... What are y'all doing? We can't see there's TVs there. What? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, thank that. you to Second and Charles. Um, yeah, thanks, Second and Charles, uh, for everything. Um, we're at their Hoover, Alabama here, location. That's Second right and Charles. Right here, by the book wall. By, in front of the book wall. Uh, Second Charles offering up, uh, you know, really cool things. Discounts on our literally wasted book of the month. And providers of our uh, mostly mystery box giveaway items, which are fantastic. Y'all, that's like a 200 the Two hundred and fifty dollar value on two, no seven hundred million dollars. Uh, it's not. It's not that much. But I have to say, uh, also go ahead if you're liking our content, please share it with your friends. I'm really proud to say that we are so close to having two thousand members in the literally wasted main page, and we've got like almost twelve hundred in the the group. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, if you know communities of book lovers that you think would be really into this, spread the word. 
We are open and inviting, and we want everybody to be in this. People who don't read but want to read more. People who don't read and want to read more. Like me. Like me and Lucas. That's don't right. read. How many and books did you read this year? I have read six books this six year. Six and a half. How many books did you read last year? Um, one half. <laughs> the answer is none. <laughs> Maybe one. Uh, Matt Scalisi wants you to scream Jean. Jean. No, you got to look up in the <laughs> sky. Uh, was, come on now. Jean. Oh. Mm. I can't. My face doesn't move well. Mm. Jean. Mm. Magneto. Are you there? You still there? I think you're done. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go. And we have something special for December plans. We, we're not going to tell you yet. but i got to go stop the stream. Or we could tell you. Yep. Or we could. Oh, yeah. Can we tell? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh -oh. okay. Okay. Adam's <laughs> dragging Mike. Sure. You can do it, Talia. Adam's going to come back and say hi. Adam. Everyone's calendar gets kind of <laughs> gets kind of crazy, and we know how hard it is around the holidays. Um, Ooh, no! <laughs> I sneezed on that hand too. <laughs> <laughs> we know it gets really crazy around the holidays, so we're only going to have one live discussion in December on December 18th. And to make it a little bit easier and to try something new for everybody, it's going to be a graphic novel. Bum, bum, bum. And we will be sharing those options for you to vote on. Soon. Soon. What are you doing? I can't see. <laughs> you tell me what year. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for watching. Um, you got it. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>